0: I went down the wrong path numerous times. Got arrested like five times in my academy contracts. my first one. Rugby definitely saved me. It saved me from prison time, for sure. It definitely would have ended up in the nick at some stage if it weren't for rugby. It saved me from just throwing my life away, really. You're listening to the England Rugby Podcast, O2 Inside Line. I'm Ellis Gench. I play Lucid Prop for Leicester, Tigers. The area where I grew up was called Knoll. Knoll, for people who don't know the area too well, it's a lot of red brick houses, it's a big council estate. It's like a little bit south, but it's in like the heart of Bristol. Um, it's just like a real hearty place. In Knowle, like on New Year's, every single person will come out of their house banging pots and pans, like for the fireworks thing, block off the whole road. had like a mad community driven area. It's a very vibrant place to say the least. It wasn't that bad to be honest when I was younger. It's a predominantly white neighborhood. My mum's mixed race and my dad's white. And then my sister weirdly has like a throwback genetic and she's white with blonde hair, blue eyes. Um, And obviously I'm mixed race with brown hair and brown eyes. We used to cop a bit of grief for like looking completely different and people said some horrible stuff as you can imagine. In my eyes, what I'd consider a relatively normal childhood, but then when you come into rugby, you realise quite quickly it's not a, It's not the case. I think it, it helped my character, but to be honest, I was only ever comfortable in Null. It probably wasn't until I was about 13, 14 that I'd ever actually leave Null and, and go to other places, except for when I was going to rugby training over at Old Reds, which was just outside of Null. I was quite a shy character, I guess, um, in big group environments. Not very confident. I was quite small and fat when I was younger, uh, quite dumpy, so I used to get bullied a little bit. But then started playing sport, become more athletic, and obviously your confidence grows because everyone think, wants to pick you first on the team and that. So, um, yeah, confidence just bolstered as I got older. I've got some good friends I've, I've known for all my life, really. Went to primary school with them, all from the same area. We used to get into a, a bit of trouble just hanging about, going on property that want not yours or just mucking about. I don't had to go into too much detail. I still hang around with the same people now, just not obviously roaming the streets of, of Knoll. Because um, that would be a bit weird wouldn't it, if I was 26 walking around, hanging outside the shops. <laughs> The way I would describe myself back then was confused, um, uncomfortable with myself, didn't know what I wanted to do, rebellious, I just didn't want anyone to help me. I just didn't want to be a part of anything, really. I found rugby at Noel Park School um, in the summer after year six when I was about, I think, 11 years old. My relationship with rugby at that time, especially when I was like 13, 14, I just despised everyone who was like well off or privileged and went to like a decent school and stuff. I felt hard done by and that I'd sort of uh, lost out on luck of the draw. It taught me a lot of good life lessons that I think I appreciate now whilst I'm older as opposed to back then I literally just thought the world was against me. I sort of like dragged that all the way through to the academy and it, it probably stunted my my growth as a player early on.
1: I'm Joe Marler, and I play for Harlequins FC. Ellis's background is pretty tough, if you ask him about it. Rugby clearly gave him a purpose, gave him an outlook to go, right, I'm going to try and do this route, and he's excelling at it. I think it's, it's great that he's used rugby as a tool to find a purpose and do good.
0: My dad was a good role model. Um, He's a plumber, used to work very, very hard for us to have the little that we did. Obviously really appreciate that and hopefully I'm paying him back now. In school, I think, we got to like year nine, Lloyd Russell, a teacher who was a mentor for myself and a few of my friends all the way through school. He was a good role model for me. He used to be very, very highly regarded in the world of karate. Um, So he used to do a lot of martial arts. He told me to go down to the the boxing gym, so like took me down a few times and started to enjoy it, so that's what I started to do. Yeah, he was just like well disciplined for someone who was from St. Paul's in Bristol, which is a very rough area in Bristol, quite notorious actually started to behave a little bit. My struggles with dyspraxia, it's weird really because like, it's supposedly supposed to like hinder your hand-eye coordination, Um, and I'm weirdly quite coordinated with things that I put my mind to, so like rugby obviously, although I absolutely fumble a lot of balls, um, I take a few catches I probably shouldn't. I never really struggled with that. The thing that slowed me down the most was handwriting. I think that was why I sort of misbehaved so much in school, because my handwriting was so bad. Tried all the special pens out. But my hands were too big for them. Um, didn't make them an extra large, unfortunately. Look like you are writing with them Harry Potter pens. Clumsiness was a big one. Judgment of space, like also knock over a lot of glasses and stuff. Like if my mum gave me food on the sofa, I'd always spill it. Just stuff like that. You teach yourself how to do stuff your own way. For example, by time I... I'm very slow at tying my shoelaces, but I've got my own way that I, I taught myself to do it, and a way that works for me, you know. i was just so different to everyone as well, just because of where I was from. These kids and you know, that, like, they were all taking like mad GCSEs and stuff, and not that people in no aren't educated, but like it's just unheard of to do some of the stuff that they were doing. I don't know, they just spoke differently to me and I was quite abrupt and aggressive in my manner anyway and I don't think it sat well with the kids who were like 15, 16, I don't blame them. I actually used to speak to Charlie Alls quite a lot, very weirdly. He we went to Bryanston, which was obviously like a very posh, highly regarded school. He was always a good one to, to hang about with. Max Clark, he was at Bath. Literally other than that, no, no one, didn't really speak to anyone. And then when you get to the 20s, obviously it's very different.
1: dart up its
0: backside just charging into the opposition explosive in the carry I'm Kyle Sinclair um, and I play for Bristol Bears The way I'd describe Genji on the pitch is I guess his nickname is says it all you know baby rhino that's 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 his thing he gets the ball and I don't even think he knows where he's going he just just goes and you know he's sitting this person down sitting that person down yeah, he's a um, special player, special player. Um, you know, got big, big future ahead of him with the way he's going in terms of the Leicester captains. He's doing, doing everyone proud and he's doing a great, great job. It's quite hard to survive really, like if you haven't got parents, who have got a lot of dough, which traditionally rugby players, I guess. Families are quite well off because rugby is a bit of an upper class, middle class sport. In the summer with the academy, so you have like five weeks off whatever, I was, just, I was just doing manual labour every single day. 60 quid a day, 80 quid a day, sometimes under 100 pound if you work the long shift. Come back to pre-season, I remember we done Pryla Push's first day, I was in bits, I actually got sent home from the Filton 3G turf because I couldn't push the prowler. I literally went to push it and fell over because my back was in bits, like, absolutely terrible. My parents, they tried their best, um, but I didn't expect them to pay for my insurance and a car to drive to training every day. Probably 20, 21, my dad sat me down and said, like, you need to sort of kick on now if you're actually going to do rugby or you're going to have to look at something else. And I'm happy now that I didn't choose to to give it up because obviously it's paid off. I was just fed up of checking my bank every day and seeing if I had food to buy dinner and that, and it's nice to be able to buy your own grub now and and that and go out and have a coffee without checking the banking app. (laughs) I was so angry for it when I was younger because I wanted to prove a point to everyone that the people that went to better schools than me was never ever Noel Park Junior School or things like that, you know, and that really didn't sit well with me. Rugby was so important for that change because my friends always wanted something different for me. My family always wanted something different for me and they they knew that as well. So they were always pushing me. Like when I went to Hartbury when I was 16, my friends used to urge me not to come back because they said, look, there ain't nothing here for you. I guess that was the, the big one for me it was just my friends and family being so supportive of me being away. Because I've been away since I was 16, really, from now.
1: Ellis, after his GCSEs, um, took himself... Out of Bristol and, and up to Hartbury College, it was a sick form where you you boarded. My name's Sean Marsden, and my relationship with with Ellis goes back quite a long way now. I, I coached him whilst he was a sick form college student up at Hartbury College, and then ever since then we've kept in regular contact. The thing that really I noticed straight away was how Ellis pulled the whole group together. You know, obviously you got lads coming from all around the country and Gens was the one that was making those connections with everyone. He was getting around, getting to know everyone. Ellis really took advantage of, of, of everything that was there. What he was able to bring to the table, like, you know, the X factor he had. He was always going to be very formidable with ball in hand, um, you know, and from a defensive perspective, you know, he was, he was a, a man in a, in a 17-year-old body. He had that um, controlled aggression on the field. He was formidable.
0: I went down the wrong path numerous times. That's why I went to Leicester. Um, I got arrested like five times in my academy contracts, my first one. And prior to that, I used to do some things that I probably won't ever speak about, but you can use your imagination. It's just the area it was, you know, it was heavily influenced by drugs and it's just that culture, it's just where it was, it's just what Knoll is. Poverty breeds crime, doesn't it? So it's not a very affluent area, so there was a lot of it. One when I was a lot younger for GBH, a few of them. um, To be honest, most of them were assault charges. One was on a rugby tour, weirdly enough, but they all got dropped in the end, Um, thank goodness. I realised rugby could be a career when I left the academy, I guess, because the that, that's when you realise you can actually earn a living out of it. Any road bumps? Not really, just wasn't getting picked all the time. Um, which everyone thinks is the end of the world. And I did at some stage. And I didn't play for a year, I don't think. But I came to every camp when I'm on the Tuesday, every single camp, every week, get hungrier and hungrier. Carrot in the stick, as they say. And boy oh boy, did I get a lot of uh, a lot of carrot. Sometimes you get frustrated and try to take the world on your own. And I think the sooner you realise that like, you're better off using the like, infrastructure around you to get the support and help that you need and talk to people about it. There's quite selfless people in rugby, I guess. They, they give everything up for people involved in the sport. And I'm quite lucky that I came across those people because I genuinely wouldn't be here now. People involved in changing my life, I guess, like Alan Martinovich, he was like a sick scout, talent scout. He took me to Hartbury on a scholarship and I wouldn't have been able to go there if it, if it weren't for him. Jack Lamb, who took me in because I didn't have the money to drive back and forth to academy training, so he let me live with him for free. Loads, man. I can't name them all. I tell them all the time, thank you. I tried to pay them all back in any way that I can. They sacrifice for me, so I think it's nice to sacrifice for them. Definitely saved me from a lot. Rugby definitely saved me. It saved me from prison time for sure. It definitely would have ended up in the nick at some stage if it wasn't for rugby. It saved me from just throwing my life away, really. I ever thought I'd captain Leicester, to be honest. Don't think I'd ever captain any side after after college stuff. My mates back at home. They didn't really know where Leicester was. They googled Leicester and like found out it was like the Man United of the of the Premiership and stuff. All started buying Leicester Tigers tops. <laughs> They're always proud of me, like they always like post up saying Noel, putting Noel on the map, Bristol on the map. I'm just proud to be where I'm from, and I don't think
1: there's ever been anyone from North West to go professional in rugby. He's an absolute warrior. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, if you're playing for a team that he's leading. You know, he's going to lead from the front and you're going to want to follow. And to be a captain, I think it's uh, it, it was a natural step for him. And 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 he has those, those leadership qualities. Things are going really well for him. And, and I think, you know, he's got the strength of character and the strength of mind to to have that longevity. I think he's proved time and time again that, that he's capable of, uh, of achieving whatever he sets himself out to achieve.
0: I actually aspired when I first started playing to just be a number eight at Old Reds, my local team. That's all I ever want to do is play number eight for Old Reds in the derby against Harlequins. I never thought I was going to achieve this. One thing that I'm trying to do now is just never, ever regret anything. Never leave anything to chance, you know, like if I get the opportunity, to make the most out of it. Don't ever sit there thinking, what could I have done? And I think if you sort of go around with that mantra, you tend to do okay. Rugby Open my eyes to worlds I never imagined existed. Being from that small bubble in BS4, showed me that people can get on regardless where you're from. Yeah, it just gave me a good life.